Welcome back to another episode of Hear Me Out. Welcome back for the season finale episode of Hear Me Out. I have one of the most special people sitting in front of me, and I am actually so elated to talk about what we're going to talk about with this person. So without further ado, please welcome my finale guest, Cindy Labuda. <laughs> what a fucking intro. <laughs> Wait, can I curse? Yeah, All right, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yes. <laughs> I am so happy I, you're here. I love you. I love you. Sydney walked into my apartment with flowers. I did do that. But this is the thing. I walked into your apartment with flowers for a few reasons. One, I do love you. Two, I'm thankful you're having me in your apartment. Three, I walked by the flowers and like, I just like, I don't know. I think that like when you carry flowers with you, it just gives you like a different energy. Like when you walk into a room with a bouquet, it like, like flowers, like plants, like it's life. Like it's. Like, it's, it's life. Thing. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And from the other end, receiving the flowers, Doesn't I Doesn't it make like, you feel good? Are you kidding me? Yes. I can't wait to put it in a vase. It's going to spice up my whole apartment. And you're perfect. Um, so that's what I wanted to say on that. You're perfect. I love you. <laughs> so now I want to talk about, give a little background into how we met. How did this friendship get started? Okay. So Danielle and I met like all people freaking do somehow in community theater. <laughs> but the thing is like I, you were one of those people, like there are a lot of people I feel like in my life and probably you too, where you heard about them for a while. Like you maybe kind of yes. knew their name, but you didn't know them. Yes. And then we met, we became friends through another show, we did Legally Blonde together, and I think our first, like, true bond, we, like, trauma bonded over, like, horrible ex-boyfriends. Right. I think we just, like, slowly started to connect on every single level. Yeah. And, like, through that bond and just, like, common values and, like, respect and, like, we always say that there could be a hundred people in the room, but, like, we'll always be on the same page. Always. Same wavelength, like, always. And I think that we just, like, developed an unconditional, like, trust. Like, I know I can just, like, always trust you and I just love you and we're always on the same page it's so funny because I remember that moment so specifically because I saw you on stage everyone was kind of walking around doing their character thing in the beginning and I walked in just as like an audience member and like we made eye contact and we kind of said hello because like you said we were aware of each other's existence <laughs> but weren't that close yet and I was like oh I like this girl yeah. we're gonna be way too close for her own good <laughs> you're like oh she has no idea what's coming <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> sucker. Oh, she's stuck with me forever. Yeah. Anyway, and here we are. And here we are. In your apartment. And I love you. And I love you more. I think we've said I love you like seven times and I it's know. been three minutes. Oh, take a <laughs> shot every time we say I love you. 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 Ah, you're all blind out. Cool. <laughs> got got him. We got you. <laughs> Look at that. We got you. As always, we are going to go into our pit and peak of the week in 60 seconds. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. Are you ready? I gave you no notice whatsoever. Okay. Okay. No. I'm. You know what? I'm ready. I'm, All right. I'm organic. Here we go. I love that. <laughs> Pit and peak in 60 and go. Okay. Pit of the week. This is TMI, but it's just like the first thing that comes to my mind. I got my period this week and that's just like never fun. So that... And then my peak of the week, I booked this really, really, really like chic roadside motel for me and Jared. We're going to Arizona in September and it's like a motel, but it's like very chic. It's not like what you're imagining. It's like really cool. It's like bougie, but it's like eclectic and fun and I'm really excited for it. Nice. Okay. 
my pit and peak in 60 and go pit it's the last episode so I might as well close it out with the same pit I think I've had all season and that I still don't have a new job but (laughs) that's okay we're still on the hunt but it's gonna be for something good and when the time is right my peak is the 17 margaritas Sydney and I are going to have after this. The peak can be something that hasn't happened yet, but you're looking forward to. Oh, why not? And by the way, I didn't want to, you seem to be done with your thoughts, so I'm going to say it now. I didn't want to interrupt you and bring up your 60 seconds, but as far as your job hunt goes, you are intelligent and you are successful in your own right. And even though you're not at like your perfect end goal, you have a substantial situation right now and it's only supporting you in your hunt to find what you deserve which you will and you are more than capable of the job market is absolute fucking balls to the wall garbage right now and that's nobody's fault there's nothing you can do about it you're absolutely qualified so i love you more things happen when they're supposed to and you just have to ride that wave and be grateful for what you have that was lame of me to say i take back the end part but i don't take back the good parts about you Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Whoever is looking for a job, they can like definitely find themselves in a bit of a rut at some point. And I feel like those are like words of encouragement that go a long way and that don't hurt to hear every now and then. So I appreciate you. I love you. Take a shot. I love you. Take a shot. Okay. So for the finale episode, I wanted to talk about superstitions and taboo beliefs. Ooh. <laughs> And I feel like it kind of centers around like traditions and I feel like we always talk about both of us coming from like Italian families and kind of just going through the same situations in terms of just traditions and what our parents taught us. And so I kind of wanted to bond and talk about that. Oh, absolutely. So let's explore popular superstitions from different cultures around the world because I I always like to branch it out as well Mm -hmm. a little bit. But before I go through them and where they came from, their origin, I want to get your perception on what they mean to you or if you followed them as you grew up. Okay. Okay. So I have to just say overall, when I was doing extensive research on this because I really wanted to have things to back up what I meant and also find a good list. So overall, I found that all of these superstitions come from religious beliefs. Always. Or like supernatural, evil spirits. Everything had to do with the religious God above. Whatever you believe in, it had to do with that guy. Yeah. (laughs) And it was just like so interesting that all of them stem from something that's like bigger than us. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I don't mean to say this in like a controversial way, but I think that at religion at its core and its origin, the just like storm of the church and the upbringing and rise of like especially catholicism it was kind of like you're with us or you're against us so i feel like a lot of it was very threat heavy yeah and i think in studying those things i'm big on cults if you look back into like most cults and where they stem from a lot of it is like some type of like you said like some type of god or some type of belief of a higher power that people are using as almost like a threat. So with that comes the devil and all these things. You're right. You said it very well. I think you put it in really good terms that were understandable and also extremely accurate. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So let's go for it. I'm going to say the first one and then you tell me what you think about it or if you followed it, you know, like what you take away from it. And then I'll kind of give the brief background about it. The first one is knock on wood. Oh my God. 
Do you do this? Okay, you know what's horrible? I don't do knock on wood, I do knock on hollow, and I knock on my own goddamn head. <laughs> knock on wood is like exactly what you're saying. Let's say someone was like, oh god, I hope I don't get in a car accident going home today, and someone's like, oh knock god, on knock wood. on wood, and they knock on wood. There's like another derivative of that that's like knock on hollow, and you're supposed to knock on something that's hollow, and like as a kind of like an insult, you like would knock on someone's head, and I do it to myself. And it's at this point where I'm 26 years old, and it's like an ingrained habit. But do you say knock on hollow? Yes. I go, oh, oh God, knock on hollow. It means the same thing, but it's a different oh, saying. Okay. So in my studies, I think it originated around... Well, actually, I don't really know the year, but it was Britain. It, like, comes from, oh, like, Britain. Okay. It's a belief that spirits, good and bad, resided in trees who could be either called upon for protection or chased away by knocking on their home. How freaking crazy is that? I know. And it's so funny you say that because I knock on my own head because I have tons of evil spirits in there, <laughs> so I will release them onto oh, the God. world. <laughs> There you go. No. You take it from the straight derivative. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, that's crazy. I know. I wonder why Britain though. So it was, well, so it's interesting just because then it also said like there's another rendition of it in different countries. So Italians say touch steel. Like instead of knock on wood, they say touch steel. I feel steel, like I've heard my mom say that. Rather than wood. And then Russians touch unpainted wood. Up. Oh. For the love of God. And is that only trees? I don't know. <laughs> they have to run to their nearest yeah. forest. Stop. They're like, holy shit. <laughs> you see just like a bunch of Russian people sprinting down the street. They're like, I gotta find a tree. <laughs> so isn't that just like interesting? That's crazy though. Right. Cause like, I'm just like sitting here like a freaking idiot, like knocking <laughs> on my head. head I'm day. like half self-deprecation, half like <laughs> don't want bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do too. I, I heard my mom say that all the time. Well, my mom was also a big, like, God forbid. Yes. Like, okay. like, oh, God forbid. But see, I think that exactly is what I wanted to say. They would say knock on wood, but, like, it means God forbid. Like, that's God forbid knock on wood. Like, yes. that's what I imagine. That's what I've been hearing. When I knock on wood, it's because I'm saying, oh, God forbid. <laughs> no. Yes, 100%. Okay, next one I had, walking under a ladder. Ooh. Apparently comes from Egypt. Egypt. The superstition of not wanting to walk under a ladder also has roots in Christian symbolism. So like the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh -huh. led to an association of the number three, uh -huh. which was like something sacred. So the triangle with its three sides came to be regarded as sacred as well. And a ladder forms a triangle. So naturally to walk under that ladder would be to destroy the sanctity of the Trinity and incur punishment. Okay, as you said, like, the, the Holy Trinity, I immediately was like, okay, like, it's a triangle, like, you're, right. like, disrupting that. When I was younger, yeah, I would believe that, because, like, you believed in all the things, I feel mm -hmm. like, as a kid, mm -hmm. but, like, I wasn't thinking of it like that. Like, I was thinking, like, oh, God, it's bad luck if I walk under this ladder, because, well, it's dangerous, and it's probably going to fall on me. That's <laughs> entirely what I thought as well. Usually, if there was, like, a pink can up there, or a man yeah, up there, I'm like, person. oh, he's going to fall on me. Like, yeah. that's... One of us is dead. <laughs> yes. And it's not... Knock on wood. Walks under a ladder, runs to a tree. <laughs> Why Egypt? Were, were there ladders, and they were building pyramids and it was dangerous and you just like doubling like, off of them yeah and it became like a oh my god people keep walking under these freaking ladders and we're falling from these high heights yeah people are getting hurt so i guess we're gonna have to make up a rumor if you walk under a ladder <laughs> you're fucking cursed wait it could but like who knows that's like, what i would have done 
We'll never know. Unless you like look at Wikipedia and it tells you. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Just listen to what we say. Just listen to what we say. We're never wrong. <laughs> okay. Step on a crack and you break, break your, your mother's, mother's back. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one, I, okay, so that's funny because that one I totally believed. Oh, yeah. And I always was like, I would feel immense guilt. Like if I stepped on a crack, I'd like picture my mom, like literally like a cartoon. Oh, like, God. Ah. And yeah, then I'd yeah. be like, oh my God, I'm a yeah. terrible daughter. But it became a thing where like it transitioned from me not stepping on a crack because of like the rhyme turning into like me wanting to just like not step on the cracks and like do you know when like you do something and you're like just following a pattern yes trying to if it's a tiled floor trying to just like oh walk around like floors lava style and like only step on the tiles and not step on the cracks Mm -hmm. and then it's like a game yes Yes. And suddenly I'm psychotic. No. I think, like, so many kids did that. No, it's like hopscotch. No, exactly. I have to say, though, that was one that I didn't really think about too much. Like, mm. I felt like I heard kids singing, and I was like, don't be ridiculous. My mother's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, tiptoe slowly over the crack. I'm like, all right, knock on wood. You can never be too safe. <laughs> you can never be too safe. Apparently, this one comes from an African folklore. Oh. Yeah. Well, super... it sounds very sing-songy, because it's yeah. a rhyme. Oh, my God, you're right. It's a name. You're, like, very knowledgeable about this stuff. Oh, my God, thanks. I think I'm just crazy. No, I think you've done your research. You love cults, you said. I do like cults, and I do, like, I love history. When I was in school, I was always in, like, AP social studies classes. Like, I loved history. I hated doing my assignments and getting things done on time, but I just, like, liked learning about things. I love documentaries. Like, I could spend all day just, like, laying on my couch watching documentaries and, like, yeah. eating Taco Bell. Oh, so, like, like it sounds that actually sounds, sounds amazing. amazing. Should we both take off work tomorrow and do just that? Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Bye, everyone. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so going off of that, a superstition involving something cracked or broken being associated with bad luck is the superstition of causing harm to a family member. In the earth or on a sidewalk have long been seen as portals to the realm of the supernatural. For both good and ill, so to step on those cracks might be to invite or release unwelcome spirits into the world. This is what I'm talking about. It all comes back to supernatural, evil spirits, what are we releasing? I wonder where it comes, like the initial belief, and then to spread it and be like, don't do this or this will happen, even though it's never happened before. (laughs) Right, but we're telling, but that is literally how everything that is not based on science or a math like kind of starts like it's all like a long game of telephone and it's a bunch of people who like didn't know really anything about anything and they were learning and figuring things out the world has been around for forever and Mm -hmm. like things are just getting transposed like on and on and on so it's all like storytelling yeah yeah it's tall tales so moving towards the western cultures here we go the number 13 Oh, yeah. Which I always took a bit offense to because I was born on the 13th of April. And that's a great day. And I was like, you know what? I'm not bad luck, everyone. (laughs) The number 12 has been seen as positive, like 12 months in the year, 12 signs of the zodiac, 12 days of Christmas, making its nearest neighboring number negative. But like other superstitions surrounding the Last Supper. The 13th is also seen as unlucky because, you know, like the big betrayer, like Judas, Mm -hmm. he was the 13th member of the dinner party in The Last Supper. Mm -hmm. And then like someone else super famous that was a King Philip, one of the big numbers of France, (laughs) um, he was put to death in front of hundreds on the 13th. 
of oh. October in 1307. Oh, God. Okay, so, so as always, yeah. it freaking stems back to religion. No, I know, I know. It's oh, really God. crazy because, like, there's not, like, one way to define religion and, like, one thing to follow. And, like, everyone's life can take whatever path they need it to as far as faith and what they believe in. What I have to say to all these people is that 13 for me is a great number, not only because of your birthday, but also because that's Taylor Swift's favorite number. It's like whenever she does like little Easter egg things yeah. for like albums and stuff, she always uses that number and it's just like so fun. Right. So like for me, I think of that number and I think like, oh my God, like fun, like silly. I probably didn't, forgot to mention this date. It literally says King Philip, right? The mm-hmm. high number of France. He died, was put to death in front of hundreds. On Friday, the 13th of October, 1307. Oh, you said everything except that it was I know, a Friday. I know. Well, so that's where I the Friday the 13th comes oh from. Oh my God, I think that's actually where it comes that's from. That's gotta be it. Whoa. It, you know what I think it is? I think people in the old age of, you know, white powdered wigs and yeah. buckle shoes. Yeah. I think they didn't have a lot of facts. They didn't have a lot of evidence. Science and math and all these things were like still being figured out and still up and coming. And... I think like religion was really all they had. So that was like almost like judicial system. Yeah. Like that was like what people based everything on. But now going off of like the number 13, because I feel like with knock on wood, like stepping on cracks, like walking under a ladder, I feel like there's maybe a handful of people and a handful, I mean like millions of the world (laughs) who like believe in that, but also millions who don't. Yeah. But this one is interesting to me because have you ever been in an elevator of a hotel there's no 13th floor. Have you noticed that? I've not. No. Okay, there's, I should say, there's no 13th, like, button. Really? Yes, I swear to God. I'm, I, I thought this was, like, actually almost universal, I've heard. If you look at an elevator and all the buttons, it goes 12, 14. Oh, my God. So, of course, there's, like, a 13th floor. It doesn't just, like, skip magically. But, like, when they install it, like, they don't put any rooms on the 13th floor. They don't have, like, a button for it. You go 12, 14, 15. To me... That's like universal then, or at least on a larger scale of people who are building, creating, making things that it's a known thing 13 is a bad number. So we're actively avoiding it in our company. It's like an unspoken rule. Yes. You know what that makes me think of? Like you being someone who's a theater person to an extent, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're not supposed to say the M word in a theater. The Scottish play. You're not supposed to... Oh, know, Macbeth. You know, <laughs> Mom. <What? laughs> Mother. <laughs> Milk. Oh, my God. No, you're not supposed to say Macbeth. And, like, okay, oh. let's just, like, use our brains for, like, two seconds. Like, obviously, like, if I walk into a theater tomorrow and, like, I do say Macbeth, like, it's not going to set on fire. But I'm not going to do it. I'm, right. I'm just not going to say it. And I think it's, like, a, it's just a long time thing where, like, my best practicality is still not going to make me say it. So, like, these elevator people... They're like, yeah, we just don't do it, man. Just right, we just don't ah, do it. Whatever, like, no thirteenth floor, buddy. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, why risk it? Like, same thing. Like, why, why it risk probably it? won't do anything. But why but risk, why risk it? it? So now I want to transition into our personal superstitions. So those, of course, are more like worldly and like well known. But I'm curious to see if we have any that maybe aren't as popular, or maybe just our family did from like a family experience or tradition, things like that. Mm-hmm. What are some of your personal superstitions, and where do you think they come from? Okay, so one I said before the Macbeth thing. Yes, just from what I know about it, I think it's just because it's like all about like death, and it's just something that probably started a really long time ago at like the globe theater and then like it just transitioned down and like now you just like don't say it and like everybody knows it 
so, goes to show how much of a theater kid I was. I was like, M word. Like, this again has to do with theater. Saying break a leg oh, and not good luck. Yes. You can't say good luck. Good luck is actually bad luck. Yes. And break a leg. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know why it's there has to be an actual reason that I'm sure you could find. Yes. But that's an excellent but one. But that's another theater one. Yeah. Family wise. Mm-hmm. My mom always taught me, and I know that this is an Italian thing, not to put shoes on the bed. Whoa. Yeah, so like apparently it's like bad luck to put shoes on the bed. And anytime I would like do it, not that I'm, for the record, actively putting my shoes on my bed. But like, okay, let's say I come home from the mall with like a brand new pair of shoes and I'm just like putting, putting shit on my bed. She'd be like, it's bad luck, get those off. You know what I also heard similar to that? You're supposed to never put your purse on the floor. Yeah. Because, like, that's where your money and all, like, your valuables are, and it's kind of like you're disrespecting your stuff. Yeah. I only actually learned that today. That's not, like, something I've done. I put my purse on the ground far too many times. But. True. I should probably stop doing that. Maybe that's why I still don't have a new job. <laughs> <laughs> it's the purse. I go in your room, you've got shoes all over your bed. I'm like, this is the problem. <laughs> Purses on the ground, shoes, shoes on, on my pillows, <laughs> stepping on cracks, breaking mirrors. <laughs> I was set up for failure. <laughs> it's not your fault. Oh my god. So the two I have are hardcore from Mama Cory. Oh These are. I mean, I think one of them is pretty well known too. But there's another one where I thought it was kind of universal, and I quickly learned that it wasn't. And I was getting really weird looks, and I was like, "What do you mean? You don't do this either?" But I'll start with the other one first. Bad news comes in threes. Oh. Yeah, that. Anytime. But it's true. It, it is true. And my mom always said that too. It's if true. like someone, if a celebrity died yes. or something, yes. she'd always be like, oh God, bad news comes in threes. Here comes two more. Yeah, God forbid. One, God, forbid. God forbid is one of us. <laughs> no, it's true. But like that one for me personally has legitimately always proven to be true. Whether it's like two people you know, unfortunately, maybe like a neighbor or like someone's grandma's friend and then like a celebrity. No matter what it is, it is always a three package deal. Bad news comes in threes. And honestly, when a celebrity passes, I actually get nervous at this point. But that's honestly what I was just gonna say. Like, okay, let's say, all right, I'm deep, I'm deep in the Bravo cult and mm-hmm. you know nothing about it. Okay. So if I told you that Jackie Goldschneider died tomorrow. That would mean nothing to you. Mm-hmm. If it popped up on your news app, like Jackie Goldschneider passes away, God forbid. Sorry, <laughs> not on Holly. No, <laughs> yeah. But like you would not even probably read the memo. Like you'd like swipe the notification. But I should have no idea who that was. You think so? I do. Because I was going to say, like for me, I'd be like, I'm like, oh my God, someone who's in my thought process and like my world died. So now I'm like, oh God, bad news comes in threes. But if like an NFL player who I have no idea who it is died tomorrow, like I might not even necessarily realize or think right. about it too much. And then other people could also die. And I, like, I wouldn't be like acknowledging it. Right. Like people could be dying in threes or fours or sixes all the time. But I think yeah. we're only paying attention when that one person dies who sparks the awareness. Right. It could be, it could very much Logically be Logically like speaking, yeah. but superstition speaking, I'm right there with you. So this Next one I have is what I thought every kid in their family did. I'm so ready. But apparently not. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll actually be really curious if like you've heard of this or if you know anyone else that does it. If anyone's listening and you've done this, please tell me. So my sanity is brought back just a little bit. So after attending a wake, my family has to make a pit stop somewhere before going home to drop off the bad spirits, we drop them off at like Dunkin' Donuts. 
Okay. I don't think that's abnormal as you think it is. Okay. And I think that that is something a lot of people do believe, feel a a certain way about. I just think that people describe it differently because I've never gone from a wake or a funeral straight home. Okay. I've always gone to dinner or... I think some people look at it as like a... They'll go there after to kind of like decompress. Talk about the good things about the person who passed if they knew them super well. Leaving something where, I'm sorry, like a literal dead body is and someone's passed away and it's really freaking sad. Mm -hmm. To go from there straight to home, even beyond like the spirits per se, like you're carrying that feeling right home. And now you're in your bed and you have the same feeling and now your room is just full of this like existential sadness no you're right I feel like for those events though at least to the ones unfortunately I've been to I feel like after funerals is when they usually have a lunch or a dinner to kind of like regroup after that I feel like with the wakes you know how they usually give you like time slots and you like come and go as you please there's not really like an organized event after that and it's funny because it was never after like a funeral that my family said like okay we have to stop somewhere it was always specifically after a wake and it was we're not going home. We have to give these spirits to someone else. Not really a person. Oh. But like a place. Like you have to drop oh them God. off. You're like, this sucker and at I'm the like, Dunkin' Donuts so counter what? is so screwed. But that's what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, so this poor woman who's working the counter at Dunkin' Donuts, now she gets our bad spirits. And I'm like, no, it just like goes yeah. around the room and then like it leaves. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like this is so crazy. But guess what? I've never, ever gone home after a week. Ever. I have stopped at Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, the grocery store, a diner. You will never find me home immediately after a week. Okay, I'm not thinking about it in the way that you were describing it, where I'm like plucking like the spirit off of my sweater <laughs> right. and like putting it in Taco Bell. Flicking it off your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, or I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> go bother the soft shells. <laughs> <laughs> If you go home right after a wake, I'm sure you're probably also fine. Yeah, you're probably just fine. You're probably fine. But like, I was raised on, you don't want those spirits attacking someone in your family and God forbid, like bringing death in the house. So besides the dead spirits infiltrating Mm -hmm. my home, it's definitely good just to like get a breather after a wake or funeral, you know? Yeah, no haunts. Just get a burger, maybe some pasta. Go out, treat yourself, and then go home. And you know what? The dead spirits and the evil spirits will also enjoy a bowl of pasta, and everyone's happy. Hell yeah. All I have to say is, like, if I die tomorrow, or if I die... Knock on on Holland. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, like, if I die, no matter when I die, I am not saying this to, like, be funny and, like, lighthearted. Like, I genuinely mean this. I don't want it in the room, because I think, like eating next to a dead body is like kind of freaky but like I would like after my services for there to be like an open bar like grazing table like full buffet like celebration for everyone in the or or the barn or the restaurant (laughs) down the block but like close enough where people aren't like oh I gotta get home right it's so close that like people have to really be dicks to not go (laughs) and like celebrate me I want framed (laughs) photos of my best years not the old years Unless it happens tomorrow, then I guess this is these are my best years. But like my best looks, like I want like my dogs from my yeah. whole childhood. Like I yeah. want everything. A celebration plastered. of life. A celebration of life, and I want people to drink margaritas and eat Taco Bell and be like Sydney fucking loved Taco Bell. Like she yeah. loved Aperol spritzes. They're yeah. bottomless. Like yeah. <laughs> they're bottomless. Enjoy. Yeah, and there's like the cocktail of choice is called the penny. <laughs> exactly, and it's like therapy dogs. Yeah. Like I actually. 
therapy dogs at the wake. Funerals can be like idea. a rave. I want it to be a rave. <laughs> I want it to be a party. I want it to be a party. The last little game I want to end this episode on is called Debunking and Discussing. Oh, here we go. I love it. Double D's. Double D's. <laughs> we don't have those, but whatever. <laughs> More like double A's. <laughs> so here we have double D's, debunking and discussing, where we present common superstitions and decide whether they are true, false, or somewhere in between. This is just our opinion, whatever. There's no research. There's no facts behind yeah. this. It's just like how we perceive. Yeah. I only have three. Here's the first one. Don't open an umbrella inside. And I literally follow that. Yeah, I do too. Why do I do do that? But see, this is what I'm talking about. It's like, we don't even know where these come from. And maybe they're not even like fully spoken about, but we know of them and we don't do it for fear of bad luck. Yes. People instill fear to teach lessons. I genuinely think with the umbrella, people are trying to instill that fear because they don't want people poking people's freaking eyes out. Imagine you're in an elevator with someone and they open a goddamn umbrella. Excuse me. Personal space. You're right. But they're like, oh my God, if I open this umbrella, like... My dog's gonna die, right. so like I have to wait till I get outside. So wait, what are the what am I deciding? Is it D? Oh yeah. Oh. So if it's true, false, or somewhere in between. Oh no, it's it's false. I think we just debunked it. False. We debunked it. I, it, it has to do with crowd. Right, because for example, like bad news comes in threes. For that, I'd say true. Yeah, no, like, I would say that's because true. We've experienced it. Right. Okay, so don't open an umbrella inside. False. False. <laughs> Number two, breaking a mirror. If it cracked, like, once again, bad spirits releasing from the mirror. But, you know, we've heard that too. Like, don't break a mirror, bad luck. Oh, my God. I don't know. Maybe because, like, you see your reflection. So it's a lot of, like, yeah. internalizing. You know the thing with, like, um, what, what is it? It's, like, Bloody Mary. Oh, yes. Say it three times. Which I was freaking petrified of. Me too. I never did it. Never. Neither I would did say I. it twice and then run. No, so literally. <laughs> because, okay, I guess if anyone doesn't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, this is what I heard. Yeah. Like, if you looked in the mirror, but like, maybe the lights had to be off. If you said Bloody Mary, right, three times, three times. and then spun around, yeah. she would be behind you yeah. in the mirror. Yeah. That's and horrifying. Like, no, terrifying. And like, no one knows what like, other than like the cocktail, like, I don't know what Bloody Mary looks like. Right. I just like would always picture like a, like a ghoulish woman, like yes, a scary, I, yeah, who scary. was going like kill me I would never yeah no very very terrifying and and like yet I think we know that wouldn't happen yeah and yet I'll never do I'll it never to find it. out because <laughs> I don't want to see what's behind me no and you know what if it's a cocktail Bloody Mary I'll spin five times I will do a tumble salt <laughs> if, you, if I must you know what's really good a Bloody Maria what is that? It's a Bloody Her Mary, cousin? but it's tequila. And, yeah, it is her cousin. They're, they're distant cousins. They're not that close. A lot of family drama. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Walking past a black cat. That has to be the universal superstition, like the most well-known. Yes. And yet, it's confusing because here's my question. Are you walking past the black cat or is the black cat walking past you? You see a black cat walk across where you have to walk and then you walk through the path it just walked you're supposed to be like entering a realm of bad luck i think i always envision it's like okay if i'm like walking on the sidewalk and like a cat also walks and passes me is that the bad luck or like if i'm sitting on a park bench and like a cat passes me like i'm not walking i'm just sitting there i'm not passing anything like is that bad luck or if the cat is sitting there in the park, maybe he's also on the bench. He's on the bench. He's got a freaking fedora on and a monocle and it's 12 o'clock noon. So if he's sitting there on the bench with a cup of tea and I walk past him, like, you know, just the cat sitting down. If I walk past, is that bad luck? Or does the cat have to physically be moving to be bad luck? I think we need to 
bring a cat in here. And figure come, it on out. Out now. come on, Jeff, come on out. <laughs> Show <laughs> the people <laughs> what you got. <laughs> I don't know what the percentages of women that were accused during like the Salem witch trials and of witchcraft. Yeah, I don't know what how many of them had black cats. I don't yeah. know if like it's oh, something true. like that. I, it's something to do with just like spookiness. Wait, that's interesting though. You're like so knowledgeable about so many different like areas of life. Interesting. So wait, what do you say? True, false, or somewhere in between? I think it's false because I do not believe that any animal could be bad luck. I love animals more than I love people. Well, that's all I had for today <laughs> on the last episode of season one of Hear Me Out. Sydney, thank you so much for coming and talking with me and honestly just being like an overall stellar best friend. Oh, like God. I genuinely mean that. I really do. No, I do. No, I all right. Well, as a human being, I agree you are an amazing best friend and you're you have I could talk for another 45 minutes about like how wonderful you are as a person and a friend, but I love you so much and like this was so fun. Like oh, this is perfectly structured. You like have your shit together, you have your ideas together and like it was fun. Like maybe it's just because we are best friends, but it just felt like sitting down and talking with your best friend about like shit you care about. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'm glad you had so much fun because I had a blast. Hell yeah. And, and I'm honored by the way to be your closer. Oh, hell yeah. Sydney, tell us your Instagram and mm-hmm. fun fact, everyone, before we close out, it's important to note Sydney also has her own podcast <laughs> called the rambling pod. It went on a tiny break, but she is revamping and she's coming back stronger and hotter than ever. So I want you to briefly talk about it. Thank you. Okay, well, my Instagram handle is at Sydney Labuda. My name is spelled weird. So it's S Y D N E E L A B U D A, Sydney Labuda. Um, so yeah, my podcast, Rambling Pod, it, I did think it did like 17 episodes and then I got a new job and like I just went, I had like a moment of crisis of like, oh my God, like is this actually good? Do people care about it? I have a lot going on. Like I need to take a break. So I took a break. But I'm going to bring it back. We've been on like a three-month hiatus. And it's fun. It's basically, it's gossiping with your friends about like topics I'll curate or I gossip by myself. Yeah, that's just on Apple, Spotify, I, I guess everywhere else. But I know it's on Apple and Spotify. It's just Rambling Pod on Instagram. It's at The Rambling Pod. And Danielle, fun fact, was my first guest. Yes. On that podcast. Yes. And she will definitely be the first guest I bring back to. Oh. Oh my gosh. Honored and I cannot wait. You know, um, what's it called? That's So Sweet Life of Hannah Montana. Yes. That, that's yes. What this, the that's crossover what this is, yeah. episode. Yes. <laughs> yep, Thank goodness for that. Yep. We're just going to bounce back and forth on yeah, each other's. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> while Sydney is in the process of releasing new episodes, go stream the 17 that are already out. They're so entertaining. They're so fun. And I am the first one. So yeah. Take, it's a really good episode. Take a look. Check it out. It's a lot of trauma. And it's humor. <laughs> Me and Danielle are really good at making jokes about things that once made us sad. <laughs> but that's called growth. Yes. <laughs> it's recovery. I love it. So thank you for listening. We have things coming for season two. That's in the works. I'm super excited. We're going to have a bunch of new guests. It's going to be a whole new theme. So stay tuned for that. More information to come. Sydney, I love you. I love you. Take Take a a shot. shot. (laughs) Bye. Bye.